Dear Lord, I just want to thank you for um, bringing us through through the year. Lord, uh, 2020 is almost over. I want just to thank you for the year. It wasn't a year that we, and nobody could have expected what this year was, but Lord, uh, you knew what it was before even the world began. Lord, I thank you for almost bringing us through uh, this year. I pray that 2021 will be the best year that we've ever had here at Gospel, that we would um, be good witnesses for you that we would spread the gospel throughout the Benita Springs and Naples and Fort Myers area, Lord, and that we would be able to change the world upside down, turn it upside down for you. I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Alrighty. Well, like I prayed, man, 2020 has been the weirdest, craziest, wackiest year, at least of my life. I don't know about you guys, but this has been one wild year, and I am so glad that it is almost through. Not too much longer, and we'll be done. But really, who knows what 2021 has in store for us? I mean, just, just right around the corner. Saturday, I believe, will be the first day. Friday, Saturday, I forget which day it was. I do know it's January 1st, though. <laughs> but New Year's just around the corner. It's going to be here soon enough, and, and who knows what that year is going to bring for us. But uh, I am excited to see what the Lord is going to do in us and through us. I mean, it's a mystery, but I'm really excited to see what the Lord has in store. And really, the best part about a new year is that it's a clean slate. You know, no matter what 2020 brought in your guys' life, 2021 is a clean slate. You haven't messed up anything. Nothing's gone wrong so far. 2021, it's in the future. Nothing bad has happened yet in 2021. It's a clean slate. I know this new year is going to bring some challenges, but it's also going to bring some opportunities. And I'm really looking forward to see what the Lord has in store for all of us. But with the new year always comes, usually people have New Year's resolutions, or they have some goals that they set for themselves as the new year comes along. Now, some of these resolutions are pretty unique. They're different, especially when it comes from kids. Kids have some of the greatest New Year's resolutions that I have ever heard. So these are some of the goals that some of these kids have for this upcoming year. Joey, he's a seven-year-old. He says that I am not going to eat as much sugar this year. Then he ends it with, but I probably won't keep it. This kid's a realist. He knows. Yeah, resolutions, out the window. Maybe the first week you might keep it. The second week, out the window. Then he's also a seven-year-old. He says, I'm going to stop picking my nose. It's going to be hard. That's a pretty good resolution right there, Ben. That's a a pretty good one. I I recommend keeping that one. Kate, she's an eight-year-old. She says that my resolution is to stop biting my nails. And the reason why is because, she said, because my mom says she is going to make me wear nail polish that tastes like rotten eggs if I don't. You know, we all need a little motivation every once in a while, you know. Fingernails not tasting like rotten eggs, uh, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good push to, you know, help you not bite your nails. Will, at the age of four, I think he has probably the greatest New Year's resolution that I have possibly ever heard. Will, at the age of four, he said, I will eat all the cake. End of story. I will eat all the cake. Now, this kid has some ambitious goals, but what are in goals if they are ambitious, man? This kid's just like, I'm going to eat all the cake. Any cake that I see, I am going to eat it. 
See, Will's got some pretty good goals for this year. And sadly, adults, you know, we kind of have some boring resolutions. You know, some of the basic ones uh, this past year, the top New Year's resolutions were one, to eat healthier. Yeah, the usual, boring. Second one, exercise more. Yeah, right, we all know that's not going to happen. Third one, to save money and spend less. 2020 was a great year. You didn't get much money, so there wasn't much to spend. Uh, Number four is to learn something new. That's a good one, learning something new. The fifth one is to read more. That's another great New Year's resolution, to read more. And number six, to get organized, to get organized. Man, 2020 was a year of organization. You're at your home almost all day, every day. I don't know about you guys, but I organized my house. It's clean right now. The Bauer boys aren't home. They went on vacation for a little while. It's clean right now. We'll see what happens when they get back home tonight. But get organized was another one. You see, those are some pretty boring resolutions. I like the little kids one just a little bit better, especially Will for eat all the cake. Yeah, that's what I want to do this year. But all these resolutions, they are really great resolutions, really great goals that these people have. But you know what? Sadly, most of them, to be honest with you, they're not going to keep them. Uh, They're not going to keep these goals. Um, According to Forbes.com, less than 25% of people actually stay committed to their resolutions just after 30 days. They can only keep that resolution. They can only keep that goal for 30 days, 25%. And it says at the end of the year, at the end of the year, only 8% of them will keep that resolution. Only 8% of people who have a goal to do something, whether it's get in shape, whether it's to eat all the cake, no matter what it is, no matter what that resolution is, only 8% of people actually accomplish them, actually keep them. You see, these statistics are pretty discouraging. You think, well, what's the point of setting goals? What's the point of setting these resolutions if I'm probably not going to keep it anyways? But the truth of the matter is, hey, there was those 8% that actually did keep them. Uh, They had a goal in mind. They had something that they wanted to accomplish in the year and 8% of them actually did that. Now, tonight's still going to be more of a teaching lesson rather than a preaching. But hey, there are those people who set those goals, that 8% set those goals, and they kept them. If they didn't make those goals, they, if they shot for nothing, they wouldn't have hit anything. But you see, they had that goal, and they kept them. You see, I think that goals are very important for people to have in their life. Whether it's physical or spiritual or no matter what it may be, goals are very important for us to have in our life. You see, during my teenage years, to be honest with you, and and I even asked the teenagers this morning, you know, what are some goals, what are some ambitions that you have for this upcoming year? And you just get the blank face. Uh... The first kid, oh, you know, there's always that one kid. It's like, I, I want to survive the year 2021. I'm like, okay, that was a good resolution for last year. But how about this year? That was a good resolution for 2020. I want to survive the year. But how about next year? And that's like most of them, though. I mean, they have no goals. They have no ambitions, aspirations for them to keep. But to be honest with you, that was me when I was a teenager. You know, I didn't have 
really any big goals, really any big ambitions to keep. And because of that, many years of my teenage years especially were kind of just wasted. I mean, wasted years, wasted time that I didn't have shooting towards a goal. You see, I didn't really have some, even in my undergrad year of college, to be honest with you, sometimes I was goofing off. I didn't do as best as I could. And my GPA wasn't that great. I've never been a excellent student, never been a fantastic student. I'm about, you know, BC average, you know, somewhere around there. But it wasn't until my graduate work, when I was getting my master's degree at West Coast, where I really set goals for myself. I really had ambitions for myself. And I set a goal that I knew I could achieve. That's what's important too. Setting a goal that you know is possible. That kid, DeWilf, Age of four, I don't think he's going to be able to eat all the cake in the world. I don't think that's going to happen. But he, you know, see, he had ambition, something that he wasn't able to achieve. But you know what? When you set goals, you have to set goals that you know is possible. You're able to achieve it. It might stretch you a little bit, but you know you can't accomplish that goal that you set out for yourself. And for me, when I was getting my master's degree, you know, I was like, I'm going to study hard. I'm going to do the best that I can to get a 3.0. That's what I want. It's something achievable. It's something that I know I can do if I study hard, if I work hard, I know I can achieve that. And I studied and I worked hard and I did the best that I could. And I ended up graduating with a 3.75. It was amazing. It was a miracle. I know it's lots of time studying. It's a miracle. It's unbelievable. This kid graduated with 3.75 graduate degree. But that was all because I set a goal. I'm not trying to brag or anything, but it was because I set a goal. I had my mind set on that goal. I wanted to achieve that one goal. It was something achievable. It was something that had purpose. I had to do the best that I can for God's honor and for God's glory. I had to do the best that I can with the mind that he's given me to achieve that 3.0. No, I did it because I set a goal and I strive to reach that goal. You see, it's important for us in life to set goals. No matter what age you are, whether you're a child in this room here today, whether you're a teenager or whether you're an adult, it doesn't matter how old you are. It's very important to have goals in your life. You know what the Apostle Paul talks about some goals in Philippians chapter 3. If you turn there, Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 or verses 13 through 16. Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 through 16. It says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded, and if anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereunto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same thing. You see, I see that Apostle Paul lays out three specific things in this passage that you have to do if you are going to reach your goals this year in 2021. The first thing that I see is that you must forget about your past. Second of all, you must focus 
on your priorities. And third and finally, you must function in the present. First, you must forget about your past. Second, you must focus on your priorities. And third, you must function in the present. You see, I'm sure like many of you guys in this room, you have some goals. You have some aspirations for this coming year. A few of my goals is to, one, read through the Bible at least once a year. That's a great goal for any of us in here. I mean, that's why we had the Bible board back there to help others encourage you to, hey, you know, read your Bible. I know Pastor Lytel, I see him all the time on Friday nights, on Saturday nights, he'll come and he'll pray through every single name on that Bible board. Hey, what a great thing to do in 2021. Hey, I'm going to read my Bible through entirely this year. Second thing that I'd like to do is keep a consistent workout schedule. That's in a, one of those boring ones, but hopefully I'll be able to keep it. Keep a consistent workout schedule. The third one is to read at least one book a month. This will probably end up being more, but read at least one book a month. Another one that I have is I'd really, I'd re, I don't know why, I never learned how to play an instrument in junior high, high school or anything, but I'd really love to learn how to play the guitar. That's one of my goals this year. Learn how to play the guitar. Another one that I want to see is I want to see the youth group grow some more this year. We have a great group of teenagers in the youth group now, but I'd love to see more kids, new kids, kids that haven't come from the school, some new kids that I haven't, uh, you know, that don't go to the school here. I'd love to see the youth group grow. And I'd also love to see our church grow. I mean, we've had some, some new members come in in the past you know, six, seven months of this year, and it's been awesome to see. But really, if we are going to achieve these goals, that's going to have to be everyone working together to achieve these goals. If my youth group is going to grow, it's not just going to be me out there inviting kids. Hey, there's tons of teenagers that I'm sure you guys know that might be in your neighborhood that you know of, your nieces or nephews or whoever it may be that you know of. Hey, if we're going to achieve some of these goals, it's going to have to be a group effort. So these are just a few of my goals that I have set for myself this year. What was that? Yeah, I was going to get to that. <laughs> That's in here, don't worry. <laughs> no. All right, so in order to achieve these goals, I must first forget about the past. If we are to achieve our goals that we have set for ourselves this year, we must first forget about our past. For many of us, 2020, this is an easy year to forget. Now, if you're an introvert, 2020 may have been the greatest year of your entire life. For you extroverts, definitely the worst. But whether it was great or whether it was bad, hey, you got to forget about the past because if it was a great year, you know, you can't live in the past all the time. And if it was an awful year, hey, you can't live in the past either. And so you got to forget about those past. You see, you can't live in the past because people who live in the past can't really improve themselves right now or in the future. You know, you, you listen, when you listen to a bunch of the guys, especially on Monday morning, you know, a bunch of the older guys, they'd be talking about how, you know, the glory days of when I was in high school or when I was in college or whatever, and they'd be talking about how they, you know, played sports, and those were the glory days. Yet some people always live in the past. Uh, they always think about the past, but they don't think about, okay, how can I improve myself 
today. The past is never going to come again. It's already done. It's done. It's over with. You can't change it. Whether it was bad or whether it was good, you can't change it, but you can change today. So forget about your past. Also realize that people who dwell on their past failures, whether it be a physical failure or whether it be a spiritual failure, many times they become paralyzed so that they can't function in the present. That happens to me all the time. Many people focus on their past failures, can't function in the present. It paralyzes them to function in the present. And this really does happen to me quite often. Um, Obviously, every week when I do my Bible verses, you guys know every once in a while I'll come up here. It can even be John 3.16. I'd be like, John 3.16, for God so loved, for, for God so loved the work that he, son, and I go, I just go blank. I draw a complete blank and it's terrible. It's embarrassing. It's awful. And then yet when I dwell on that for the next week, I know the next week's coming. I'm going to have another verse to say. And if I keep on dwelling on that one, that last week, man, I, I, I knew that verse last week. I knew it so well and I just failed. So what's the point of me even studying this week? Uh, there's, I'm going to get up there. I'm going to fail again. It's not going to work out. And I dwell on that past failure, and I can't focus on the present. That happens to me all the time. It paralyzes me for the future. You see, i got to forget about those past failures and think about, okay, how can I improve? How can I go forward and doing what the Lord would have me do. How do I go forward and, hey, forget about those past failures. Forget about last week when I totally flubbed that verse. And let's continue on. Think about this week. What do I have this week for this verse? You see, forgetting the past is really what sets apart good athletes from great athletes. Um, there's a popular commercial that aired in 1997. I'm sure most of you guys Uh, Remember that. I was two years old, so I don't remember it all that much. (laughs) But there's a popular commercial that aired in 1997, and a man comes across the airwaves, and he says this. He says, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I failed over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. You see, that was the words of Michael Jordan. Those were some of his career statistics. 26 times he shot the game-winning shot, and he missed. You know, if he would keep on dwelling on those, man, next time he gets the game-winning shot, he might just pass it off and be like, ah, I, I've missed 26 before. I'm not even going to take this last shot. You know, I'm dwelling on my past failure. I don't even want to have that failure anymore. But no, he didn't. He didn't dwell on the past. Same thing with Babe Ruth. He struck out over and over and over again. But he also was the home run king, man. He hit so many home runs, but that was because he didn't focus on his past failures. Same thing with Michael Jordan. He didn't focus on those failures. That's the same thing that we have to do. Hey, if 2020 was a terrible year, you messed up, you didn't do the Lord's will, whatever it may be, hey, this year, it's a new year. Clean slate. Hey, follow the Lord. Do his will for your life. Don't focus on those past failures. And also don't live in your past successes. Maybe 2020 was an awesome year. 
a great year. Don't just think it's going to continue on to the next year. Hey, continue to follow the Lord and do his will for your life into this new year. So the first thing is to not, uh, not focus on those past, you know, focus on the future. The second thing is to focus on your priorities. Focus on your priorities. Now, I don't know about you, but my life is pretty busy. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty hectic. Pastor Bill keeps me, keeps me going. He keeps me going. I don't know what, you know, I get a call at three o'clock this afternoon. Hey, Thomas, you're preaching tonight. Okay, okay, I'll be ready. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. But you have to focus on your priorities. When life is busy, when life is crazy, when life is hectic, and I know many of your guys' life is crazy and hectic, although many of you guys are retired, so I don't know why, but... <laughs> but... but <laughs> I'm in trouble now. <laughs> I'm in trouble now. But I know some of you, your guys' life is crazy, it's hectic, it's wild. Even some of you guys tell me, man, I, I'm even busier now than I, when I'm retired than I was when I was working. And the same exact thing was me in, uh, in college. Every year, the college professor. No matter what, this is the common saying for every single teacher, every single class that you have in college, the instructor at least once will say, you have so much time right now. You, won't, you don't even believe how much time you have right now. Wait until you graduate from college, and then you'll really know what busy is. And then every college student's like, yeah, right. What are you talking about? No, this is the busiest time. Then, obviously, you get slapped in the face, and you get a slap of reality, and it's like, yep, they were right all along. You are never, you're always way too busy to get everything done that you need to. That's why we have to figure out what our priorities are in life. What are your priorities going to be coming in to the new year? Benjamin Franklin once said that if you want something to be done, ask a busy person. If you want something to be done, ask a busy person. It doesn't really make any sense. You know, if you want something to be done, ask, shouldn't you ask somebody that doesn't have anything to do? You know, that's retired. No. <laughs> I really need to stop. <laughs> I really, you're going to throw me out. Okay, but, but you see, you ask a busy person. Because a busy person, many times, they got their priorities right. They got their priorities straight. And many times that's the struggle, is getting our priorities in order. So if you want something to be done, ask a busy person. You see, we're, since we are so busy, since it is such a crazy, busy life that many of us live, we do have to keep those priorities in order. I wonder what your priorities are this year. Uh, some of my priorities, first and foremost, it has to be my relationship, and it should be everyone in here. It should be your relationship with Jesus Christ. That should come number one. Your relationship with Jesus Christ. I know myself personally, you know, if, if I don't have a good relationship with Jesus Christ, how can myself as a preacher, as a, as a youth director, how am I supposed to teach these teenagers uh, to live a life that's, you know, that, that is honoring to God? How am I supposed to be that person that they can look up to when my life isn't right myself? 
But that's the same thing with all of us. How can we expect to tell our neighbors about Jesus? How can we expect to tell our neighbors how to live a good Christian life if we're not doing it ourselves? You see, our priorities needs to be Jesus Christ. He needs to be first. The second thing would just be to getting, mess- getting messages ready. I mean, that's my next important thing. After I know my relationship with Jesus Christ is right, it would be to make sure that I have messages that are going to be encouraging, that are going to be thought-provoking, that are going to be convicting, so that these teenagers, hopefully, many of them can change and turn their life around to Jesus Christ. You see, that's my first and foremost, must make sure that my relationship is right with Jesus Christ. Second of all, you know, make sure I got good messages that are convicting, that are Christ-honoring, so that hopefully some of these teenagers will, hey, continue on long gone after they're here from Gospel Baptist. The next thing would just be organizing church events. There's tons of church events going on, and also uh, being the school athletic director. That's a crazy job, the athletic director, and then also the basketball coach. But you see, those are my priority lists. You see, there's, there's a trickle-down effect. You know, there's not going to be enough time to do everything perfectly. You know, I wish I could be a perfect basketball coach. I wish I could put 40 hours a week into it like some of these other schools, their coaches do. Put 40 hours a week into it. But I can't. But you see, look, that's where you have to have your priorities down right. That's where you're going to make sure your priorities are in order. Really, our priorities should just go just like the children's song, Joy. The children's song that lots of the kids sing in Sunday school is Joy. Jesus and others and you. Jesus and others and you, like the song goes, what a wonderful way to spell joy. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You see, look, if you put Jesus first in your life, everything else will fall into place. It doesn't... It seems crazy, but yeah, if you put Jesus first, everything else will fall into place. And the Bible also says in Luke chapter 12, verse 34, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So let's take some time today. Take some time this week. Take some time up to the new year to think, where are my priorities? Is the time that I'm spending doing these certain tasks Is that going to matter for all eternity? Is what I'm doing right now today, is this a good use of my time? The third and final thing when you could figure out if you are doing what's right is to function in the present. Point number three, function in the present. What I mean by this is simply to stop procrastinating. Oh man, procrastination. This is a killer right here. It is a killer, procrastination. If I was to ask you guys in this room to raise your hand if you're procrastinating, you'd probably raise it tomorrow, some of you guys. <laughs> you'd be procrastinated. You wouldn't even put it up until tomorrow. you procrastinate even raising your hand. But it is so, such a killer. Procrastination is such a killer. It's so easy to put things off and just say, I'm going to get to that tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. 
I'll pass this track out to the cashier the next time I see them. I'll go invite my neighbor to church next week, a month. I'll invite them next year to the Christmas program. You see, you're always putting things off, put things off. But the Bible really talks a lot about the brevity of life. And we don't know when our life is going to end here on earth. James chapter 4, verse 14 says, Whereas you know not which shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Then Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 1, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. See, we never know when that's going to be the last opportunity that that person has to hear the gospel. We never know. We never know when our last, life, last day on this earth is going to be. There was a man who once said that, do you know what the busiest day in the world is going to be? He says, it's not going to be Christmas. It's not going to be the day after Thanksgiving. The busiest day on earth is someday. <laughs> the busiest day on earth is someday. Everyone in the world has something scheduled to do someday. But the problem is that someday, I don't see a day on the calendar, Monday, Tuesday, someday, it's not on there. It's never going to happen. You put things off. I'm going to get to this someday. You see, life is so short. It's so brief, no matter how long you live on this earth. When you get to the end of your life, most people always say, you know what, it was just so short. Life was so, I don't care if they're 100 years old, 120 years, it doesn't make any difference. When they get to the end of their life, they say, you know what? Life was so short. What are some things that you're putting off? What are some things that you put off this year? You said, you know, I, I, I'm sure there's some of you guys in here that have family members, relatives that you know that don't know Jesus Christ, their Savior. I'm sure many of you haven't witnessed your neighbors. You see, you're putting it off and putting off and putting it off procrastinating and not wanting to do it today. But hey, this year, it's time to put that off. Time to stop procrastinating and get to work. Get to doing the work that the Lord would have you do. So those are just three simple things. Three simple ways in which we can make 2021 the best year of our life. First, forget about the past whether it was failures or the successes, whatever it may have been, forget the past. It's a new year, clean slate. Second of all, focus on your priorities. We're as busy as ever today than we ever were. You got to focus on those priorities. Like the song says, Jesus, others, and you. That's a great way to spell joy. And third and finally, function in the present. Put off procrastination. Get to things today that need to get done today. So forget about your past, focus on your priorities, and function in the present. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I just want to thank you for this night. I want to thank you for another year that we had to serve you, to worship you, I pray that you would just be with all of us here tonight, that we would make 2021 
the best year of our life. Lord, that we would forget about the past. Whether it's our failures or whether it's our successes, it's a clean slate, new slate, Lord, to honor and glorify you. Lord, I pray that you just help us to focus on our priorities. You know, we never know when our last day here on earth is going to be. Life is short and, and time is slipping away, Lord. I pray that you would just help us to put the time that we need to towards the things that we need to. Lord, third and finally, that we would function in the present. We would put off procrastination. If there's somebody that's in somebody's mind here today that they need to witness to, whether it's a neighbor or a relative or a cashier or whoever it may be, Lord, they would put off procrastination, that they would share the gospel with them even this week. Lord, I pray that you would just help Gospel Baptist Church coming into this new year. I pray that you would just make it our best year yet spiritually, Lord. Who knows what it has in store, but we, we know that if we're doing your will, that's exactly where we need to be, Lord. Make 2021 the best year that gospel has ever had. I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.